Welcome back to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast with your host, John Fedro. Tune in weekly, plus listen to past episodes designed to make you money, save you time, and give you confidence as an active mobile home investor. Now, here's your host, John Fedro. All right, welcome everyone. Thank you for tuning in to the Mobile Home Investing Lessons Podcast. This is episode number 19. And if you're watching this uh, on the internet or, or YouTube, uh, we're coming to you on a video. Uh, and I want to welcome my guest here, Roscoe. Thank you so, so much for being a part of this podcast with us today. Happy to be here. They are, uh, these are two cool lessons. Normally we just talk about one lesson in these podcasts, but today we're talking about two. Uh, very, very applicable. Like if you are going to be investing in mobile homes, you already are. You are coming to this scenario and it is causing you anxiety. It's sucking your time. It sucks in general. <laughs> so we're going to talk about those. And uh, thank you just very much again for opening up your business, being here, helping folks you know, that you sure. don't even know. So thank you. Um, so we can get a little bit to know or we can uh, know you a little bit. Um, tell us a little bit kind of about what you're doing in real estate already. Um, and then when you got started uh, with, you know, learning more about mobile home investing and just, you know, a little bit about yourself. Okay. So I'm 23, obviously kind of young and I <laughs> just graduated college, but I started real estate investing, um, January of this year, 2016. And I started with, um, single family flips and I've done five of those now and I've done one mobile home deal and I started that about um, about April. So you started the mobile homes uh, this past April a couple couple months ago and then mm -hmm. when did you start uh, fast uh, what f uh, buying closing you're fixing these homes and then selling them or are you wholesaling? The single family? Yeah. Yeah we're, we're flipping so. Beautiful that's Actually, you say we, it's you and a partner or? My dad, yeah. Oh, that's killer. I love that. I'm yeah. so jealous of those, like, you know, that kind of family relationship. That's <laughs> awesome. I want to have that yeah. one day. Um, so that's incredible. Did you, I guess let's talk about that for a minute. Let's not gloss over that. I mean, you've done, uh, you said five fixes and flips? Yes. In the past? Um, well, we got three underway right now, one in the books, one on the market. So we just started ramping it up lately. So, oh, that's killer. Did you uh, follow anybody or just kind of doing this yourself or any words of wisdom you can give folks that are, you know, interested in that as well? Um, I guess just learn your market. You know, my dad's a contractor, so I've got it, you know, pretty easy, but I wouldn't say easy cause it's still hard work, but yeah. You know, it helps to know real estate and obviously construction, you know, so. Right on. Okay. Yeah, that is huge to know. I mean, mm -hmm. the, uh, the uh, working with a lot of investors, that is an area of, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of anxiety for people that don't know anything about handyman. It's almost like bringing your car to the mechanic. Like, I don't want to get ripped off. You know, I don't want to. And you just don't know. And, you know, people don't know a lot about mobile homes or houses. They can feel that way about contractors mm -hmm. or it's just such a big you know, yeah, repairs definitely. and rehab is such a big thing. Definitely. When it is, but uh, when you know yeah. what you're doing, it's... Uh, Makes it a little easier. Yeah. yeah. So the mobile home then, you have one under your belt. This was mm -hmm. a, not a fix and flip. This was a buy-in. Well, you fast turned it, but uh, you're taking payments. And yeah. how did this one, let's talk about um, kind of broad numbers and then we'll kind of go into the deal. Um, how'd you find this one? What'd you pick it up for? Um, and then we'll go into selling it. Okay, so I met a I met a um, a girl at a, at a large park. She was a um, what is it a leasing agent or or the salesman, whatever you want to call her, saleswoman. So not the park uh, manager, like a separate. 
Yes, it's a huge corporate park, thousand-something okay. units. So um, I met her, and she actually does the flipping, flipping, I guess you want to call it, mobile homes her, herself. You know, she buys them and sells them. So she was kind of teaching me, you know. I was I was flattering her and whatnot, saying, just like learning from her, you know. I would just say, oh, I, I can't believe you know how to do this, and just, just learning from her. And uh, she turned me on to a 4-1 in the, in the park that she worked at, and I picked it up for 5 five thousand and held it um for a month. I paid lot rent and ended up selling it for three fifteen a month for five years with a thousand dollar movement. That's great. So that comes to maybe right around twenty thousand? Right around twenty, yep. And did you let's talk about repairs, uh what this needed, what it looked like when you got it. <laughs> this was this was a amazing part, you know, because I do all these renovations with the single family homes, you know, where you work six weeks tearing out drywall all kinds of stuff in this mobile home i literally picked up the trash in the yard put a sign in the window and didn't ever come back until i closed so it was about an hour and a half away from my home and that's pretty i never came back until i met the seller or the the buyer i'm sorry my new tenant buyer oh that's fantastic really so you Mm -hmm. didn't come back once when you put a lock box on the door that first day that was it. And did you have now you had that lady there, was she doing a lot in helping you sell the home or No, not at all. No, it was all I I didn't think to ask her. You know, I, that's a mistake I made. I should have asked her because it took a little longer than I expected. It took about 3 and a half weeks to sell, but you know, it was it still worked out really well. So, now we're talking about this deal and I don't think that we actually touched on what these what this lesson was. So you got a great looking home. Um mm-hmm. uh, before we actually go into the lesson, there's another obvious question that, you know, could be on people's minds is, you know, if this woman knew about well, I, maybe she was happy getting the 5,000, but if this woman, you know, was so she has her, you know, ear to the ground in in this park, she knows what homes are worth, she buys them, she sells them. Why did she sell this one to you for the price she did when she could have, you know, held it for longer or sold on uh, collecting payments if she knew, you know, what was the thing? Why would she do that? Okay. Make the most she, money? She's just the employee there. She she gets paid hourly and then commission, kind of like a realtor to sell them. So she, I can't remember what she told me she gets to sell them, but um, she, it's like a, that company has like 200 and something. It's RHP. I'm sure people oh, sure. have heard of it. Um, has like however many units. So she, she was just trying to help. I think she had a soft spot for me because I was young and you know she wanted to help me out and whatnot. Seriously, that's great, and that's a real <laughs> thing. So awesome. Um, the can you? I mean, was she to this day? Is she happy with? Well, granted, I guess she's not the manager, but was she happy with how you performed and? You know, you brought the cash quickly, and will she be giving you more of these leads? Or Oh, yes. Yeah, she emails me leads all the time. At that, <laughs> I haven't put a bug in her ear because I've been so busy, but at that point in time, you know, she was sending me stuff, and I couldn't even handle it. Like, I had I had too much going on to get up there and, and get it done, but unfortunately, you know, but... Um, An hour and a half away is actually, you know, pretty far for yeah. all the parks in between you and... You know, an hour and 90 minutes away. So that's uh, just a random, uh, you know, how did you, actually, I'm kind of curious, how, how did you find that park that, that far away? Oh, uh, it's just, um, well, the area that I'm in doesn't have that many. So it has, I think we've got about six, you know, and two or three or um, you just, you wouldn't even want to go in them. They're, they're pretty scary. So I started venturing out and I just looked and it was, it was in Jacksonville. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's just one of the bigger parks in Jacksonville. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of investors in it. So, Okay, interesting. Wow, okay. But now she went to go... That doesn't matter. I mean, I've said that before. You know, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. There's no reason why mm -hmm. you cannot, you know, come to the table, work harder than somebody else. Of course. Be, yeah, so, I mean, bottom bottom line. So, anyway, very cool. Let's um, Now let's talk about the uh, one of the main lessons that, that we were going to. Tell everyone, if you would, what was your what was the process like selling this home number one, and then we can talk about maybe what you're going to do move, move, moving forward. Okay, so um, I did do a I did a voice recording with e voice, you know, an automated thing, and then I got I wasn't getting as many phone calls, so I was worried, you know, that they were turned off by the the um, automated call. So I started fielding the calls personally, and good God, they rolled in like crazy and. I just I explained the I explained the terms and everything so many times, you know, and then I got to the point where, you know, you typically want to get a photo of their driver's license or something, you know, and I just got so frustrated. Not frustrated really, but you know, I just got so tired of saying the same thing over and over that I I would just let them in the home, you know, and whatnot. But it all turned out okay. So I spent I spent many extra hours fielding calls and, you know, I would like to do in the future seriously yes i mean those hours that it kind of has to be done it doesn't have to be done by you but if you're going to plan on selling homes you know you have to get that information across we'll talk about a few strategies that can help save people some uh some time with that let's first talk about you do have it sold now to very good people they've been paying on time mm -hmm. um, how many feet or people going through the home did it take before you got well, A, before you got somebody that wanted to try to get approved, and then was there anybody that did get approved or tried to get approved at the park, but then they couldn't? Mm -hmm. uh, some, you know, how did, how did, how did that go? Um, so basically, I guess I'll narrow it down. I got, I would say, you know, I answered uh, 30 phone calls, okay. and then um, probably about seven or eight people looked at it. One said that she wanted to buy it, and then never, she stood me up and whatnot, didn't go get it apply or whatever and then the then finally my tenant buyer that i have in there now he made it happen he was fast you know he got approved and did everything he needed got the deposit and we closed like immediately so awesome it's so easy if you've never had this experience of seeing both sides and it's not easy but if you've seen both sides it's so easy to tell a proactive buyer you know mm -hmm. somebody that's calling you pushing you like hey what do i do next you know okay well i've done this now what do i do versus yeah the person that you're calling up so, mm -hmm. I mean, we don't typically we don't chase buyers. We do chase sellers, yeah. but we won't chase buyers. So you had somebody that one person that was a tire kicker. Uh, keep marketing. You did the right thing. Keep marketing and selling the home, mm -hmm. and have people walking through until you have a closing with money in your hand. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And if yeah, even if someone gets approved, like still market it until yeah, mm -hmm. you have that closing. Um, now, now that we talked about you having somebody in there. So you fielded, let's say, 30 phone calls. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't sound like a lot, but those do add up. And when you're doing other things, and each phone call probably should be, you know, six to 10 minutes, five to 10 minutes. Oh. You yeah. got to kind of feel them out a little bit and, you know, hear about them as well as you telling them all the numbers and then the directions if they want to go to it in the next step. So that adds up. And then you have like so many properties. And then so... Um, so you set up the way that you said that you were doing it. 
um, which is which is the one one of the ways I do it. We're starting to incorporate video now into what we're doing, which we'll talk about. But you're having them that you you advertise with a specific number, and it goes to the e-voice. Mm-hmm. You're recording for five minutes or so, explaining everything. This yeah. is the home. This is what we're looking for. This is what the park's looking for. Here's a like a, a verbal walkthrough of the home. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that they can disqualify themselves before they even call you. But you were having barely anybody calling you after they heard that, right? That's why you kind of stopped doing it. That's yes. I, I was thinking, you know, because at the end they have to. I, I say, here's my real phone number, you know, call this number. And I was thinking, you know, they were getting weeded out. You know, they heard a, a recording and mm-hmm. just hung up, you know, because uh, where did I learn? I learned somewhere, you know, like you're more likely to call like a, a local area code than you are an 800 number or whatever and hear recording. So I think just like the the friendly touch, you know, personal touch is, was that's what I had in my mind. But I don't think it was really that big of a deal. It's... No, it's really not. And for the people that, you know, it, it might turn off some people. Maybe mm-hmm. they're too impatient to listen to the whole message. Or, I mean, maybe they're good people. They have the money. They're well-meaning. Mm-hmm. They're just impatient. But, yeah, it will weed out those those good people. But, you know, if they can't follow simple directions or listen to a message. And then, obviously, the next step is, hey, go to the property. You know, we'll give you the code. Call this number mm-hmm. if you're interested. So the the that audio five-minute kind of description works really good. What you can also do is have them email you or call a number, and then they eventually go to a video and will video kind of tour walkthrough of the home where, you know, you if it's, they, they can walk through the video. You know, it's a five-minute long video. You can even talk in it. And then that way, people that go to the home, now they've, like, seen the neighborhood, at least on a video, you know, they've seen the neighborhood, they've walked through the home, they have like a sort of an idea. So it really helped weeds out people, weeds out people, weed out people um, even better. Mm-hmm. So that's a whole nother thing that we can get into as well. But video has worked really good. But ultimately, um, I think for your first couple deals, and this is why I have it in the program where on your first deal, I don't even want you using eVoice. I do want you talking to all the people and hearing how much it sucks and hearing like how many people are flaky, how many people don't call you back, how many people are speak English versus non-English, which isn't good or bad. It's just, you know, good to know all those numbers. So, and then you can, yeah, and then that, you just learn more and more about the market. Granted, that market's maybe 90 minutes away, but if you plan on doing more deals in there. Um, and then you're talking to people one-on-one so you can write down their information. You can build a, buy- a buyer's list. So um, so that was the first uh, topic that I wanted to talk about, which was that kind of selling process. And I don't think that we necessarily ironed out. I mean, there, there's a number of things pe- people can do when they sell a home. I think if what we're talking about here is just be aware and, 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 and cognizant of the funnel that you're using, you know, make it a kind of a rabbit hole of what people do. Like first they're going to call you, then they're going to want to go to the home or see it. Then they're want to, going to want to negotiate again. And then they're going to get approved or get approved by the park or through you or by an MLO, a loan originator. So, you know, just make it kind of, you know, where the process is streamlined for people. And when that, when that guy who comes along and he wants to like, Hey, what's the next step? What's the next step? It's, it's, it's all there for him. So, um, so perfect. We can talk about that ne- uh, you know, on, on your next deal. I know you have uh, a couple in the funnel. Yes. Um, let's talk, uh, if you would, about the deals that you've missed because that's okay. another thing that 
will absolutely happen to 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 to, to people. So please, kind of take us through that. What, yeah, all of that. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, there's been a few, you know. Now uh, there was this. The first one was a. Um, this was the first chance I had at a deal. You know, it was a two one, and it was. I didn't realize at the point in time, you know, I was new at how nice the home actually was. It had like beautiful floors, you know, and everything was fully updated. He was only asking four grand, and you know, I wanted to buy it for two. So I offered two, and he counted at three, and I didn't buy it, you know, and I, I should have bought it at three for cash, you know, because I could have sold it for three hundred a month for at least four or five years, you know, and that's, that's really good. So I didn't, I didn't jump on that one. It was that one was before you closed on this? Yes, I, that was, was that was one of the first homes I ever looked at, and I didn't, you know, I hadn't been through enough to know how good of a home it was at that point in time. And then um, should I talk about another one? Second yeah, one? please. So no. we're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> so, so my second one. This was a this was a three bedroom, and as everyone knows, you know, three bedrooms are far more in demand, at least in my area, and. Um, they were asking for, which is extremely cheap in my area, you know, everything I see is normally eight, you know, and you try to negotiate them down to six, but they were at four and I offered 1000 you know, just something ridiculous. It needed two grand worth of work and I just wanted to, I guess, I guess I was being greedy, you know, it's hard to say, but I was being greedy. So they, they came down to two or no, 2,500 and I counted at two and I should have bought it for 2,500, you know, but they ended up selling. And that I could have cash flowed for four hundred a month for for five years, so that was twenty two thousand. You know, I missed out on over over fifteen hundred bucks. You know, so and uh, and then there was there was more one or at least one or two that you you know that we don't that we don't have to go into. Uh huh. But the theme of what we're talking about right now, and we didn't really nail it down, but you can call a number of things. The um, what we say, you know, don't steal in slow motion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pigs get uh, fat while hogs get slaughtered. And ultimately, and, you know, I'm the one that we, you know, we talked about this before this call, you know, I've definitely experienced that being, you know, too, too greedy. And you don't know what too greedy is necessarily kind of until you get to that limit. So everyone does have to know their own market and they will fine tune that in. But ultimately, I would rather you lose one or two deals and it sucks, but I would rather us you know, not pay and then we can see what something does sell for, but next mm-hmm. time we won't make that mistake rather than you overpaying and us learning a lesson that way. So you yeah. did, you know, miss out on maybe what, $40,000 of, you know, potential future <laughs> profit, but we didn't lose any money and moving forward, that will not happen again. Much more of a, you know, fine tuned radar. Definitely. Um, so, so that, yeah, so that, that's just a huge lesson and it's not something to beat yourself up about, um, or that was weird. Uh, that, I thought that we just lost a connection. You can't see on my screen, but it just made a weird noise and, but looks like all systems are go. You can still hear me and see yeah, me. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll just keep push through. So, so that's, that's really like, that's huge. I mean, just the. You are aware of it, and and I don't say greedy in any kind of negative way because you know it's not. And and, and bottom line is they sold the home for more. I mean, it's not like you know the mar- the market spoke. You know, they were asking an amazing price. You know, we tried to get it even better, and that didn't happen. And they sold it, and now we know, um, and that won't happen again. So I think that that's a huge lesson. And thank you for just admitting that. You know, that, yeah, that's something I might have not admitted at twenty at twenty three. 
Um, so thank you again. Any, um, uh, I guess some, just some questions right now, uh, now that we kind of talked about those two, um, lessons, do you got a couple minutes? I can ask you some questions. Sure. We keep going. Okay. Uh, park, park managers, have they been mostly helpful to you or hurtful to you? I know you've only got the, you know, limited experience, but what would you say there? For the most part, I mean, they're not, they don't really, unless you find a really good one, you know, they don't really go out of their way, but, okay. you know, they, they are helpful, you know, they'll show me what they got that day, and, you know, hopefully they remember you and send you some stuff, but I have had some, you know, mean ones, you know, yep. but that's all water under the bridge, you know, that's part <laughs> of the, so. Yeah. So mostly, mostly kind of indifferent where they don't, mm -hmm. you know, don't rock the boat. Like you can just make sure you get approved. Your buyer does, you know, what they're supposed to do. Yeah. But we're yeah we're not gonna help. We don't really trust you. We don't know you well enough to like help you or hurt you or. Mm -hmm. So most are indifferent. Some are helpful. Some are hurtful, basically. <laughs> or some are yeah like don't want you there. So okay. Um, the uh, what are your goals for the rest of this year? There's what five more months in the year, four more months, something like that. <laughs> something like that. Um, well, for as far as the flips, you know, I want to do two more single family ones. Okay. And that that would put me at seven on the year. And then for mobile homes, you know, I'm, I'm moving forward to the ones on land now. So okay. I really enjoy that. You know, that's that's pretty, uh, I don't know, just it's a rush, honestly, walking into one. You know that you can potentially make fifty or 60000 on, you know. So I'd like to do three of those, three ones on land. Excellent. Now, when you say the 50 or 60, are you still referring, This is these are still going to be a long-term uh, mm -hmm. exit strategy? Or you're yeah. talking about FHA financing or bank financing as an exit strategy? Um, well, you know, there's, there's multiple that I've thought about, you know, I've thought about, uh, you know, buying it and then, uh, have creating the note and selling the note to raise capital. And sure. in that instance, the last one I, I was looking at, you know, I had 40, 40 to 50 grand on it, you know, conservatively it was, it was a steal. And, um, you know, if you hold it and with the financing, you can make a hundred thousand just, you know, the numbers are just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> are you finding, are you looking mostly on, um, uh, are you talking to sellers already with, with land or are these mostly from the MLS or HUD homes? Um, HUD, I've seen them on HUD. That The one particularly was on HUD. What is it about the mobile homes in the parks that are uh, that you either want to steer away from or that you just like mobile homes on land, uh, just you're gravitated that way? Is there anything negative about the ones in, in parks or what's your thought there? Or just for you, yeah. What's, what's your okay, so it's not it's not totally negative, you know, but I just like being totally in control, you know, like it's just for one, you know, on HUD, if, if it's on HUD, you know, all you got to do is buy it and sell it. You know, I don't have to worry about getting approved at the park manager and, you know, maybe the park manager says, well, you can't invest in here. And, you know, there's just there's just a few more hoops to jump through, you know, and and I just like being in control. This is awesome. I'd love to do another one of these maybe in like a year to see how everything pans out. And, and I love that you're balancing these two businesses, you know, mm -hmm. mobile home. Do you do the mobile home stuff with your father as well or is that more? No, no. Okay. no I, I'm thinking about bringing on a partner, you know, so I can have some, you know, somebody else working on that and I can work on the, you know, just having some balance, you know, because it's, it's a lot to handle as it is. Awesome. So. No, I, that uh, – yeah, I can imagine. Do you have, uh, out of curiosity, you, do you work full-time or any kind of full-time job, or you're solely no, real estate? Just real estate. Nice. I'm fortunate, you know. <laughs> Never again you're going to work for anyone else. Like, 23, I'm done. Like, <laughs> I'm out of this game. <laughs> this rat race. 
<laughs> awesome, cool. Thank you so much for being here. Anything that you would um, kind of a heart or any kind of message or, or you know anything to for folks that are uh, maybe they're debating you know mobile homes or even just getting into real estate in general. You know they're on their fence. They were where you were at a few a few months ago. So. <laughs> This is something I'm guilty of, you know. I always say, you know, like my original goal was to have like twenty something this year, you know, do twenty, you know, and it's always there's always growing pains, you know, when starting anything new. And I'm a I'm a big believer, you know, like if you estimate it's gonna take two years for something to happen, it's probably gonna take a little longer. So, you know, I was I was down a little bit at first, you know, it took me a month to get my first home, you know, and I was thinking I was gonna have one in a week, you know, so I just, uh, just be patient, you know, and they come, they definitely comes if you put in the effort. Right on. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Roscoe. I appreciate it. This went way longer than I, I thought it would, uh, <laughs> but thank you very much. The ideas and advice given in today's episode are for entertainment purposes only. If you have future ideas or questions for upcoming episodes, please email us at support at mobilehomeinvesting.net. If you've enjoyed this podcast episode, the biggest compliment you can give is to like and share this podcast with your friends.